Yo, yo, yo. I hope you guys can hear me. I'm losing a little bit of practice. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, welcome uh, to the FC chat. I know it's a little delayed. I was sick as fuck uh, last week. I couldn't, like, I could talk, but you wouldn't have enjoyed it, trust me. Uh, you might just still hear it in my voice a little bit, but um, yeah, I think uh, it should sound right. Uh, already, uh, sorry in advance if I ever cough or uh, sneeze or whatever in the mic, I try to mute it in time. Um, today, we have a guest who's coming, actually, that's a question I will have to ask, I'm not even sure if that's true, but uh, who's, uh, who has been coming over from the from a Chinese server years ago, I think one of the first uh, bigger Chinese groups on our server has been has been building that up not too far from side for us um we have fought when you guys were uh, super small and we have fought a few good few times uh also recently more recently including yesterday um but whenever we had contact like always friendly always uh, like nice to deal with and uh yeah just good times and yeah, no drama. And uh, <laughs> do you remember Curse? I remember Curse very well, yeah. And I think I might just tell a, a story later, like uh, of Curse. But yeah, Noros uh, has been leading Fraternity for like how long? A couple of years now. Three, three or two years, three or four years, I think. Yeah. So three or four years. And probably might be able to give us some some insight in the Chinese culture, player base, and so on. Which I think we all agree is a little bit unique in more than one way. It's not not that different from the public. Not that different? Yeah, it's not that exotic. Well, it always seems like it from the outside, though. That's for sure. Hey, thanks for the subs, Taro. I much appreciate it. Um, so, like, are you mostly FCing, or like, what do you actually do, like, on a day-to-day basis in in uh, in Eve? What do you think? Unfortunately, you invited all my friends to your episodes. That uh, you invited Elo, Kander, I went to, and I was like, oh, maybe I could be in the Cookies Club too, but I don't, I don't regularly FC anymore. Thing only for home defense to protect my rockhouse. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I've degenerated to a paper pusher most of the time recently. Well, you did FC yesterday, didn't you? Uh, in the Aztec eight, in the Tino fight, no, that wasn't me. Oh, oh, you were on grid though. I nope, I was like back sitting. But I you was were back sitting the whole time. I thought I saw you. Yeah, I was lighting the Sino, but after that, he killed me. And oh, wait I a second, no! The Sino was called Noros? That's why I saw you? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, there was like a massive fight, which also, like, that's why I'm a little bit tired and stuff, but uh, there was a massive fight up until, you know, like, the, the war's picking up finally, and now, uh, you know, I can take off leads too, since I'm not sick anymore, or not in London, and all that stuff, so but we've got the time, we're picking it up. And uh, a big fight about some IHUB 
kicked off and Panfam called in fraternity and you guys showed up and obviously I was in a small like the tiniest stuk of it you can imagine just like it was more for test purposes than anything else to see like can we actually make it work with a tiny group in a tie-dye fight and tie-dye fights are always eights you know that and uh, then fraternity shows up and you guys warped super close to me like you subscribed to uh, you tried to kill me That's right so oh, you warped super close to me more like <laughs> Well, afterwards, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, thanks for the sub, Hoffman. Um, so you guys warped close to me to uh, headshot my fleet. Oh, like, you don't even have to headshot. It was so small. Just free fire and, like, in a minute it would have been done. Right? You know, that's the thing. Like, you never fly a monitor. Because that brings the urge to headshot an FC on the old side. It's like a never habit, right? I do fly the monitor every now and then. Right. You know what? Yeah. Actually, I undocked in the monitor, set on Titan with the Stuka guys, and I'm like, it's just so shit to fly. Like, it's not because um, it's just not maneuverable. It's just. I, I guess you just field. want to leave early and just leave. <laughs> no, well, I survived in a harpy on that grid. But I didn't get into range uh, all that many times, no. But yeah. And when you guys warped close to us to kill our fleet, we actually warped over to your Sino. And that was you? Right, next door is my holding spot, yes. There you go. And why did you warp over to us? Because Sorry, was, what was that? Why didn't you warp over to us then? Killing a son. I mean, come on, that, that tie-dye, 10% tie-dye, was 700k of work. It would take like one minute to reposition, right? It's almost impossible. Yeah, you know what? I was hoping you would do it. Because maybe you need the sign for something else, you know? Maybe you want to save that one sign -off. So, right. what, what I did... Yeah, I know, everyone has backups, but still, it's it's annoying to lose that recon. You never know, you need an extra sign -off. But, um... We walked over to the Sino and I asked for a dictor. And we we didn't have many dictors. Our numbers weren't great at like 0400. It's craziness, right? Oh, what time was it actually? Oh, 500 probably by that time or 600. Um, we walked over and I'm asking for a dictor. Like, come on, some dictor, whoop over, uh, give me something. And then a, a, a guy from your fleet actually whoops over and bubbles. I'm like, all right, that works. And I was hoping you guys would warp over so I could uh, give it a shot and try to bump you guys, but yeah. Yeah. You probably well, know that. typical my fleet, my diggers. Well, technically it wasn't wrong to bump us. But what's the point? You're not like you're not like you're gonna leave anytime soon, right? All my diggers were screaming, can we bump the Zoom's eagles? They look delicious. I was like, no. Well, we, they're not leaving yet, so why would you waste your sabers to them? Suiciding, right? Yeah, well, but, you know, I think 90%, let's say 50% of all dictors are like that, right? They, they whoop in and bubble and sacrifice themselves and feel like they, they did a good job, you know? That's right, yes. 
And then, yeah, I bubbled the hostile. That's my job, right? <laughs> it's like, man, timing and position kind of plays a role. It's so also indeed about time. I agree. And it's hard to train dictus in a real environment. And also dictus, I think, their most important job is when, like, it's playtime, you know, if it's, if it, when it's uh, under pressure and important and your adrenaline kicks in a little bit and stuff like this. Right. So yeah. that makes I, it I think We all own our Saber Pilots some um, acknowledgement, at least they're constantly under pressure. They're always the one to be laying off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's one of the hardest jobs. It can be the easiest job in the world, but it can be the hardest job too. So shout out to all the good Dicta Pilots. I know a few. But they're rare. Yeah. Um, so let me tell you a story. I said I said uh, I had one from the curse days. So you remember, you guys were staging in I forgot the system name. Osy Techie. Osy, yeah. So we were actually actively hunting uh, always with Corp, having a look around and stuff like this. And you guys would always react super fast. So usually when you tackle like a Care Bear, like a missioning Macarial or something, you can kill that thing. And nobody's going to show up anyway. But you guys would always react super fast, no matter what ships we want. And then we try to adjust. And that's just Corp level first, right? So we're doing it with Stratiosis. And usually they have enough DPS to kill any Care Bear, but no, you guessed us so fast that we always had to, uh, you know, very, very, be very, very careful. And the first time we actually wiped a couple of threaters, I don't even know how many, like six, seven, eight. And at the time it was, you know, it was a little bit different with pricing and stuff, I feel like. But you were still, you know, you didn't want to lose Stratiosis. Jesus, when was that? It was like 2012, I don't know. That's long ago. That's long ago. You were regularly switching your base from GTAQ and some random low side, right? Or even Fountain. And this is always your ancestral's home. No. And like, oh, you right guys after, were switching. Do you remember the right? Right. Do you remember CCP changed the, uh, well, the contact list? Not the watch list, yeah. but uh, the friend list, right? So that. After the change, I saw like Pandora Lika, it's online. I was like, okay, <laughs> he's been watching it too. Yeah, those were the times, but also not aware, you could just add someone to your contacts, hostile or friendly, mostly hostile, and the second they log in, you get a notification. Just how you do it now if you both are added. Used for supers and titans and hunters and care bears and everything made hunting easy but it made care bears a little bit safer too you know what was funny though when that change was implemented you had to have both sides had to have each other on contacts and then you could see yeah i had some for example some uh, multi-boxing carrier care bears and stuff on my contact and they had me too <laughs> so you could see who got each other contacted it was kind of fun but yeah you guys from the start were super organized. I felt like, you know, organized for the group that it like, not typical for the area people were living in. Like that was more like a you know curse. It's usually like people are winging it. Um, 
Or would you would you agree? Like you guys were like a little bit more organized than other groups, right? Well, probably because uh, our in our time zone in, in this language barrier, the, the people have no other choice. People have no other options, right? And Curse was not the first, the very first Chinese alliance. I think we were following, we were following Sister Bliss initially in Immensia. That's where the Chinese get the first salt bomb in CKX. And later on, we get uh, get disbanded, all the dramas. Some people decided to fall back to MPC now site. So they already had some experience about running our lines on, on a large scale. And yeah, I guess. Well, that's, I didn't even know that. But um, I mean, our alliances at some point in that, in that curse time uh, were very similar. I mean, we were a little bit bigger in size, definitely. And the time zone is different, but both of us were just living in one system, primarily running missions as the income source. And I think that's viable to this day. Like, you can still make good money doing that with almost zero risk, and the entire yeah. alliance can live in one system. Right? That's super strong. Like, I always love No way to tax them. There's no ways to tax them. That's true. But do you need to tax as an alliance? You don't hold soft. You don't have any, anything to organize. That's what I always loved about Curse. Like the alliance doesn't have to do shit other than provide the content. So everything was focused towards content. And it was, um, in my opinion, it was the, the greatest part about it. But you can't just pick up and move because you can only run missions here and there. Which That's we did true. anyway. Yeah. If you come to OSY Tech Unity right now, you still see a bunch of 30, 20 ish Chinese always living there. Even if yeah. they are like in fraternity, they are always constantly doing their own thing, which is fun. You know what? I actually see that all the time when I'm looking for raw cards. <laughs> I see it on the map. I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, that's OSY. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not even kidding. It's like, like a little bit of a blob on the map, and there's not much surrounding it. Yeah, it's always way. Yeah. But and there was so, Organ Empire, right? Remember Y Dawn? Yeah, but they're not Chinese. They're Russian, right? Right, they're Russian. Pretty yeah, scary. They were good. Yeah, they were good pilots. We had a, a lot of good um, smaller groups in Curse. Gogan Empire, and then before that, Darkness. Uh, Dark Side, sorry, Darkness. And um, there was a, lo a lot of smaller groups. Like Curse was like really good back then. Uh, yeah. The, the gay campers in the Sandaya and the Rio, they still live there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not. You know what? Zendaya and the Rio was never that busy, but what was um, always camped. What's the system name? 9 A? No. On the way to Kadish Q, you know? On the way to the Epic Arc. I forgot the uh, system. I would have to look AG it up. Tag. That's the AG, AG yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys live there, like, out of war lines. They've been there for, like, seven years straight. Only camping one system. Like, talk about not being able to pick it up and leave. Right? That's, hey. that's some weird people that you've 
Definitely, yeah. You have to be a little bit uh, crazy to play Eve, in my opinion, anyway. I totally agree. I totally agree with that. So, um, when we were living there, I'm trying to adjust to you guys because you're uh, reacting so quick. I'm trying to read, like, okay, what do they do? And you just formed, I don't I forgot what it was at the time, the flavor of the, of the month there. Uh, you guys fought, but you formed quick. So I tried to set stuff up. And our time zone, that's not our time zone at all. <laughs> so I'm like trying to set this up with Titan Bridges and, and everything to get in range and, you know, having everything ready on both sides and like everything is perfect. And then it's, it's uh, play day, you know? So we have to make it happen. So I'm logging in, everything is there. And you guys were always active, every day, all day, always the same activity level, kind of. So I could bank on that. And I log in, and we're trying to bait you guys, and nobody's home. Like, there was like 10 dudes floating around doing whatever, but nobody was majorly, like, doing anything. And I thought there was a spy thing or whatever. But you know what turned out? It was Chinese New Year. <laughs> it was the year of the fire monkey or something. <laughs> That's how you speak. Yeah, nobody was home actually, and we were sitting there all ready to go, like massive form up to you know block you guys to death. And nobody was home because uh, you know Chinese culture strikes again. I gave the calendar next time. It's lunar year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. We were sitting there for half an hour. Everyone was wondering like, what's happening, and why is Pando like, why are we sitting on Titan here? Yeah, and then someone said like, hmm, it's Chinese time, uh, New Year actually. Oh no. Yeah, didn't see that coming. But yeah. Uh, you were you FCing at the time already? Yeah, I was. That's that's why I have your online contact. Yeah, and then like so you said you were leading a fraternity for like what? Um three years at this point, but fraternity's a little older, right? So you took over at some point? Over after Wind Spirit, he is the Thunder, Thunder fraternity. Mm. Yeah, fraternity. I think it was born six years ago, right? Sometime six years, seven years ago. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I didn't look it up. I always assumed you were like leading fraternity from the start. I don't know why. But now yeah. I would have no hair if I did that. At this point, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's, it's 2013, so that's what you do mainly now is organizing and running the show like in the background, huh? That's why you were probably so glad to have Elo around in that that's last year, yeah. I mean, every, everyone would have would be very glad to have a prominent FCU around, but Elo and I would just have some special chemicals, right. Would work really well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it certainly worked in that case. Even though he lost the war, I felt like on paper nobody would uh, would be giving you guys the the shot there anyway. I mean, against Legacy, and you know they're backed up by Imperium to a degree. And like, what's the what's the end result gonna be like? You kind of you kind of knew it going in, but you fought anyway. Which, uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, a it's a pretty intense learning experience for me. 
Yeah, and then that Elo comes over and says like, oh, I'm joining this fight. I'm not sure if there was an, uh, an ISK deal uh, involved or thing, uh, things like that. No, I don't think all. so, though. Like, plenty of that. But yeah, that was interesting. So how was it to um, um, to deal uh, to to work with Elo? Like, was it like simply like easy peasy? He came in and took over, and everyone joined his fleets. Because a lot of times people have that issue. Like, there's a new FC coming in, and like he's demanding, and then people don't like to to be, you know. Yeah, I mean, Elo talks talks really fast. Like even the native language just couldn't follow sometimes. And we mostly are Chinese. We will maybe use one or two translators designating every time zone for him. But by the time he comes, everyone pretty much know who he is and his names. So, and after one or two few fleets, people know like he can actually do shit. So he'll always get the number. Well, yeah, you usually I think as an FC, you need like a a breakout fleet or two for people to see the potential at least. That's right, yeah. That's yeah. like a trial. And then though. people start drowning, yeah. And sorry, what did you say? I mean, it's like a trial moment for the every FC. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like it's always like people have to see you're putting in effort, then you bring enough experience to make it happen. And you're not like some space princess that you know, demands to be carried on your hands and shit like this, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's important to like, don't go overboard with it. Yeah, I believe you have seen a lot of both kind of people, right? So you, you know some, like, who will be succeed, who will be actually, uh, eventually, no name left behind. So I can see some potential scenarios teams, you know. After the war, I I had a conversation with Willie after the eviction actually, and he said like I need to work on my FCT, which I totally agree. It couldn't be just Elo Knight. It has to be different layers of seas with a like, multiple people in the team. Yeah, I totally agree. That's something we're working on too. We have a lot of FCs, but it's tricky. It's not easy. It's not easy. Like, how do you promote FCs? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not hard to promote a demo someone, but what hard is to get content and to get practices in the game at this meta. You know, I mean, it, it probably is harder for you guys in new times of because the competition is too hard. Yeah, you know, EU time zone is my least favorite time zone to, to fly in. People are risk uh, uh, averse, and um, it's not that active PvP wise. It just isn't. I most, I, I mostly enjoy like Russian or um, I think Russian time zone or um, US time zone are way easier to get fights, to get good fights and stuff like this. Yeah. I a lot of times that's why I like traditionally uh, slid always into the US time zone like 0100 or 200 that can be super it can be 0400 for me right? 
um, it's just way the better time zone to get fights. It's just how it is. And is it a cultural thing? I don't know. I would I would argue though, it is. Hmm. It sounds tricky then. I always thought EU time zone gets the most content. I mean, most average content. Yeah. yeah so the, the very best one happens in the ADTV. Not the most content per pilot, though. I don't think so. Oh, so if you have a hundred, let's say you have a hundred dudes all over Eve, it's a hundred dudes active. Uh, I mean, let's say it sounds a little bit too sad, but and fifty of them might just get something. You know what I mean? While in Russian time zone, a uh, or US time zone, it might be you know seventy or something. Uh, but now the reality is. Uh, Euro time zone has like way more people so yeah you get like more people with like content but on average I don't think that's better I think the, the US or Russian time zone is better but it's hard to measure it's hard to say it's hard to measure indeed. but like so how do you organize the FC team like how do you try to build up an FC team like from new or not completely new but like um We've tried different, we've tried experiences from different coalitions. Currently, we're working on three tires, like you can, uh, you can be admitted per your ZQ board to be a, a junior FC. Then you'll be given the keys to some certain uh, doctors that is not overly expensive, right? fun to play, and not actually require the blob to work. And after several fleets, if you're if you're um, showing your potential, you'll be promoted uh, and invited to a special group, like a channel, where we will coach you to FC. We will backseat you on some major timers. And if you eventually graduate out of that, you can be a strat FC. So three layers basically for now. Oh, I mean, it's it's similar uh to our system actually we reworked our fc structure not too long ago and i think like we're still not done yet it's probably like a year in or something it's very similar though like you start as a uh, fc recruit anyone can join that it's basically you right. saying i've interest in fc in right and then they can fly whatever like they want the board activities right we don't just take everyone you have to show your interest like enough on your board. Yeah, so basically what we're also running is um, uh, on forums you are supposed to log your stuff, so that's like the minimal effort, right? Just log, like put it into your log that you took out a fleet and what was it and maybe like a little comment of what oh, went, yeah. went wrong yeah. and stuff and um, that's the first layer and then we have uh, four, five, hold on me. Yeah, we've recruit roaming. Then we've got assistance. You know, I had actually uh, one um, um, one episode of just assistance with Chiana, who you probably know well, um, Ari, yes. and um, uh, paperback. And then we've got skirmish, tactical, and strategic. Right? So it's like. There's a couple layers. <laughs> it's a little bit too complicated, perhaps. I'm thinking about it. Maybe there's an, an, an extra layer too much. But yeah, very similar. 
right? We're expecting people to do certain things. But then also you said it's easy to promote and demote people. I think that's way harder. Yeah, I mean, promoting people, that's easy peasy. But demoting people, that's always tricky, I feel like. Uh, right. It takes some, it takes some paperwork, paper pushing works to get someone peacefully handed out their keys. I know. Gracefully. I yeah. So what we tried or st are still trying to do is have it completely number based. So someone gets promoted just based on numbers and facts, hard facts. So nobody can claim, hey, I'm just getting uh, demoted because you don't like me because you have, like, we all have seen that before, the case of, like, I'm already the best FC the world has ever seen. I don't need to learn. And then they, uh, you know, whelp your fleets and stuff. Um, we try to do that, like, number base. It's very hard, though, obviously. But you guys are just, like, you just point your finger on it and say, okay, this guy has potential, I like him, boom, and you promote him, that's it? Well, after several fleets you didn't feed, right? you actually killed a lot of things, and the organization, it's smooth, it's very organized, you get everyone's home, you don't waste people's time waiting on a wormhole or a titan for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I would say, well, there's a potential, you know? It's not about only the skills, the mechanics on grid. It's how you manage the flow of a fleet. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. That's actually one of the things we wrote down in uh, in our FC promotion kind of thing. Is oh, yeah, should sure, not waste that. people's time. It's very important. Short form ups. You like, subscribed to Panda? Quick travel time. That's so. Oh, hot. holy shit! Thanks, Quetz, for the for all the subs. Thanks a lot, dude. Cozy McLeod, Residix, Donald, Papix, Ragemaster, so Rio, Ducks, Tiebreak, Space Loot. Thanks a lot, dude. You subscribed to Panda. Uh, sorry, where was so I? <laughs> Got distracted here by Quetz and fucking dropping the the sub bomb, you know. Um. Oh yeah, we put you in there numbers. That's so numbers are one thing, but then also don't don't waste people's time. For example, I always set the the goal to form within fifteen minutes. I feel like that's an it's an okay to time frame to form that's proper feet. So hot. If people like thirty minutes, because it's a little bit more complicated and stuff like this, or if you knew, that's totally fine. But you can't form for an hour. You subscribed um, panda unless it's a major timer, that's right? so like that thing hot. yesterday, for example. Right. And I feel like, and yeah, then and then better and then, not get canned. Say that again, what? You, you better not get canned. That would be so good. That's so hot. For maybe two or three days and pin them every day to log in back and come back home. Oh, yeah. Have log off again. yeah that, would, that would kill the Nazi. Yeah, that's bad. That's so hot. Um, and then also sitting on Titan for ages and stuff like this, that's usually down to poor planning so what I would like to see always from an FC so is like, have a plan have it planned out and then like, think about the execution because a lot of times I feel like they think like let's say you're hunting you a titan and they That's like the part so of the plan hot. with the tackle that just goes oh, yeah, we're just gonna warp in a hick 
but like so is the hick locked off is the hick cloaked on grid is the hick whatever like who is the hick is the hick in fraternity and everyone knows it's our hick or is it uh, you know all these details are all not planned out and then it can't work because they in their mind it's just like oh yeah we're just gonna whoop in the hick oh you have to plan a little bit ahead right? and i feel like that's important too yeah. Have have a plan, and don't waste time. What other qualities do you think a good FC? What 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 do you look for? Mm, mostly know when to extract. I think that there's something lacking in our in the Chinese FC team. I I remember a comments from Kilabi. He's like a fraternity can always do something amazing and then beat at the end. They don't know when to extract. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, all right, you say so. Yeah. I mean, it's a valid point. I had trouble with that in the past, and people uh, started calling me the Black Knight, <laughs> you know, from Monty Python. It's just a flesh wound. We can still fight. I mean, just no, yeah. want to test our limits, right? That, that was like me, right? I never lived really without lost maybe at least half of my weight. That one that has my limit. Yes, I, I agree. It always depends on the, on the doctrine, though. Like, I can't do it with Lokis, for example. I'm not going <laughs> to be very careful Sorry. with that. But if I'm in Ishtas or Munins, even though, like, if I, can't, I just can't do it. Munins or Eagles, like, Fuck that shit. It's not my thing. Like, I can't do it. It's too boring. There's nothing to it, I feel like. Just too... I mean, there, there are a lot of things to it. Don't get me wrong. But come on. Like, primary is this guy. Secondary is this guy. That's Did not my thing. you subscribe to Pando? That's so hot. Yo, Duffy. I, re I recognize that name. Thanks, dude. Um... What other qualities? What do you think? So knowing when to extract, I'm actually struggling with that to this day, I have to say. Hmm. Right. And yeah, about planning and just like, do not leave human arrows to your line members. That's always, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say that in the chat, but line members are stupid. Like you can't just rely on them. I agree to a degree. I mean, I would expand that. Don't rely on them, so you don't have to blame them in the end. Because that's what I hate when FCs then in the end try to blame it on like one guy or so, and it can very yeah, well be that one guy fucking it up entirely. And it's so easy. That's and I've so done it before. High. I think every FC has done it before, saying like, oh, right. "Dude, come on!" But in the come end, on, why do this? Why do that? Yeah, but in the I, end, I didn't tell them to. Yeah, in the end, it's the FC's fault, though. You have to see it, see it always like that, I feel like. Always the FC, because, like, you should have known that dude is not capable. You know what I mean? Like, you should know your guys. You should know this guy knows how to bubble the gate. This guy doesn't, for example, you know? So, I feel like that's, a, that's part of the FC's, FC's job. Yeah, that, that's pretty much, with all this important trades you can be a very decent FC right uh, 
some someone would say, well, you have to know how to Python. Do you know that? It's a totally different thing than EFT. Tried many years to get used to it, but yeah, you have to learn your learn your math, right? How many people you can break? How many EHP you need to survive? Yeah, things like that. And sometimes it's not Python or EFT numbers. You know what I mean? Sometimes EFT says one thing or Python, and then suddenly when you test it, it's different. Right? There are some different things there, and it you know, I'm very much like spending a lot of time in Python and stuff. Uh, but like the real world experience, it's priceless, right? So yeah, theory versus reality, yeah. And thanks for the yeah. sub, there. Um. Yeah, that I, f I feel like it's very important. Yeah. Which one? Um, the one you know, um, testing it uh, on field and and knowing your numbers. Yeah, right? Like you, you need to do your EU math. Sometimes the server just disagrees with you. The EU server could be very tricky. Just disagrees with you. You and I taught me a lot of this dark magic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? And. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. No, you, I, I had that yesterday, actually. Something should happen a certain way, but it doesn't. Or right, something shouldn't it. happen. That's what happened yesterday, actually. <laughs> something shouldn't yeah. happen, but it happened anyway. And it, a lot of times, tie-dye and bushes, they just don't go well together. Right. Um, right. And so There's yesterday... One, one time I, I heard that uh, you can use your space security fighters and they ignore ADC on the hex. So they are essentially the best fighter types to use on, I mean, against the Mutant Fleet or Zeon Fleet. Oh my god. Maybe a few days later, you don't have to tell me, well, just be patched that, okay? Sneaky patch that. And they were mentioned on patch notes and just uh, sneaky patch this bug or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of those bugs, you know, that can, you know, completely murder your fleet. You don't even know it. Hard to read out of that. But what happened also yesterday is, like, I had these few bombers and stuff, and we tested a couple of things. And uh, one of the things was a bomb run based on, so you, you position a dictator first, uh, um, a commander's rail first, cloak it up, align it towards, for example, your minions. <laughs> and then we warp in the bombers at 30 and try to time damage it. So you don't really have time to react, especially in tie-dye, your ADCs aren't going to go off uh, in time. Right. And so we tried that, but the cloak wouldn't deactivate, so the timing was off, right? So it's very hard to time it in tie-dye, and you want it to be well-timed, otherwise you had a hundred from units and eagles, you're going to die. That's, that, that's what happened to the first bomb run anyway. We tried to do it like old-school Stuka style. In Tyler, it's just not happening. They can have they they can lock you so quick. Yeah, take some of our members maybe four minutes to log in to load the the grid. And um, so we tried that cloaky thingy, and the timing was off, and the bombs they, they appeared to just explode on the ping before the they got emptied, and we shouldn't have killed anything. But then suddenly some Logi um, males showed up. So apparently they got MJD'd. And we killed like a bunch of um, 
What's it called? Buzzies? No, Buzzies. Like, we shouldn't even be able to kill Buzzies in the first place. But it kind of worked out, I guess. It was weird. But yeah. Bushes and tie-dye. Not a good mix. Um, bombs and tie-dyes. Also tricky. Uh, yeah. And the thing is, bombs cause more tie-dye. Ah, those domies and sentries. I hate those people. Basically, um, Panpan was like, okay, so the domi fleet should be used as a bait. And if Goon Swarm engages them, we drop on top of those Tengus, sorry, uh, on your Lokis and Goon Swarm hacks. I was like, okay. The domies, like, I should have maybe focused on them. They came in first and killed their drones and shit. Instead of wasting time, just uh, if you bomb those drones, do us all of us a favor. Eh? Say it again. If you bomb those sentries, do us all of us a favor. Yeah. Um. So, like in the introduction, I don't know. Like you started on Serenity, though, didn't you? Like, mm, I played only three months when I was on vacation in China, so I was not really a, a leader or an EFC of any kind. Oh, so you don't Australia. live? You don't live in China? No. No. Ah, that explains it. Because I think like most Chinese players, obviously they have to start on Serenity, right? They're not going and starting on a on tranquility. That's a wild assumption. A lot of people have that. I had to crack them over and over. Yeah. Yeah, but like you would start at least to play the game on the Chinese server because you don't know the difference, correct? Like if you were most in... people do, hmm? most people do, and I but I started on TQ and went back to China, had some fun three months ish in Serenity, and went back out, never come back again. Yeah, is it so different though? It's very much it's different. It's not. It's huh? not. It was. 2000, I think 2013, it was not that different. The server wasn't completely dead by then. There's still PvP, different alliances, you know, blocks, level, and all that. Yeah. Oh, well, I've never been on the Chinese server. Um, and now it's completely dead because everyone went over, yeah? Yeah. They don't get a resubscription, basically, some. Uh, that is took over the game, but it's not uh, sanctioned by the government, so they're still waiting for uh, the license to do that. Oh, uh, that's the first time I heard about that. No idea. But yeah. Um, yeah. But then, obviously, in that time there, you didn't do um, like much leading fleets or anything. Uh, or did you no, like no. just casually? I remember some, yeah, I, I didn't, just a casual F1 player. I remember some pizza guys, right? So, and they were they were from TQ, and they thought it would be fun to just invade the Serenity because they assume that people there don't know about mechanics, right? They don't know the metas or at all. They formed a corp, I, I forgot the name, something like the Wad Oath. Asper or something, yeah. Willem in space. Those pizza guys. 
Yeah, well, they were five, five mil steel points. And they were all and named they... the same? Wait a second. They were all named the same? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I'm in space. That's that's a, like a notorious multi-boxing like input broadcaster. It's not allowed anymore, so not around much. But right, Xboxer, right? Yeah. And then what? Like, so they came over, and then what? They came over, uh, made a phenomenal for maybe about two months, and then they just stopped. Thought it's uh maybe they just lost interest or something it probably wasn't as easy as they expected huh no not at all because you if you think about the time zone and if you think about the the latency you have to play outside of china about the same problem the chinese the mainland chinese people have right now logging into tq right it's pretty laggy and unstable oh I mean, China is like a massive country. Probably have like time zone difference. What's the biggest time zone difference in China? No, they use a single time zone. Oh, they use one time zone for. for... Yes. Uh huh. That's crazy too. <laughs> it's like Think I don't like it. time zones, but come on, that's crazy too. But it it should be like. A, at least six, seven hours, right? Uh, four hours, I think, geographically. Four mm. hours difference. Well, it's still a lot. No, China, yeah. China's only yeah. But I know, I know one very prominent Sony FC, uh, who came here in TQ, and he does just equally successful with his Zealot doctrine. Oh yeah, he's well, still working. The Zealots now got a little bit of a buff, right? The beams uh, it's very tiny buff about yes yeah. i think the but then also muna's got a little bit nerfed and zealots it's working because the t3 hack sorry the hack sick bonus is still there and uh the e-war is still very strong but until you meet a bunch of mutants and get completely wrecked by the meta right it works great against fighters and you know, things like that yeah, and you know, I think people like zealots just because it's lasers and stuff like this. It's easy to get numbers in fleet for like something new or something a little bit more fun than just. Doesn't it look good? He looks great if you looks fire good, yeah. lasers together. Definitely. Um, but so you won't have seen uh, on Serenity. So my question would have been. Like, what's the difference there, FC-wise? Like, I don't know. Maybe you do have a take on it, even though you didn't FC there. Like, is there, like, a, a big difference in the meta and stuff like this? Right. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can answer that question. But if you ask me the patterns, right, that seems to be repeated from Serenity to TQ, and I probably know the answer, but as for the... FC perspective, mechanic-wise, I don't think there's much difference. No. I mean, the only difference I would point out probably is like everyone's in the same time zone, which is probably going to be a little bit different. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. Probably not that different at all. Huh? That was in 
the time of SBU, right? Do you remember that? You certainly do, right? Yeah, the and SBU. Those alliances who had some foreign players, like the foreign students who lives in other countries. That still play on Serenity, right? Oh, and right. whoever has most those people, they change the solving those uh, into a very weird 3 a.m. China time. Let's just let you the green up, win it out. Um, oh, I can imagine. And uh, so you said, um, what do you say? Did you say like the patterns? Like, do you recognize? Like, is tranquility slowly becoming? Serenity? Is yeah, that what it looks exactly like? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Exactly the same? I don't dominance, dude. Come on, I wanted to hear something else, please. Uh, it's, you can't blame me for that, because CCP design a game. The only two things you need to worry about to win, right? One thing, have enough Titan. Two things, the ability to effectively command this Titan and people. Which is heavily rely on your IT structures. That's why Goonswarm is so powerful. We we checked uh, their structures. I have a very good IT, and I asked the team, my IT team, to investigate what Goonswarm does. And they told me, well, Goonswarm basically at this level they must be investing at an entrepreneur level per year. I don't know where they get the money from. Maybe just somewhere kids. Oh really? Is it a money thing you think? It's because it's a structure, the IT structures. You can't get away with money. Someone has to be donating all. Well, they have a lot of people, so I guess a lot of people chip in. I don't know. Mm, I'm not aware of any sense, of that. Yeah. But then also, you know, where's the line? Like it's risky to do that stuff. Like. I was banned before for nothing, so like now you have people chipping in, like giving money for what? For like an IT structure, stuff like this. So it's like there's some, they're probably gonna get into fishy areas very quickly with it too. So you probably don't want it to be like a ton, a ton of people being involved in shit like this. Like it can be like misinterpreted and all that stuff right well it's it has nothing to do with in-game currency or in-game items you only pay I for know. the server <laughs> no that's not gonna stop them from banning you though trust me well i don't know i mean i'm it's a convicted rmt lord what are you talking about man say that say again it's better not repeat that on your stream i don't want to get banned by ccp again oh let's ignore that part you got banned fan falsely too. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, there was something, actually. Oh my god, yeah. That's one thing we've got in common then. Like, I wish I wouldn't. No, you got on banned. I'm on a live ban as well. That's oh. different. Okay. Wait, so you're still banned? Yeah, yes, I am. Oh my god. Well, let's not dig into that because I feel like, <laughs> like I don't want to be banned at the end of this year. Uh, nope. Uh, let's move on. Yeah, right. so basically, Titan Dominance, right? Isn't yeah. it the same to repeat it themselves, right? It, in, in here, we have the X47. 
and in Serenity they have a fighting heroes for night attack. Basically, oh, yeah. after these two, after these two gigantic Titan Doomsday battles, the content just dies, dry up, gradually. But how how could I stop it? What do you think? Sorry, what was the question? Like, how could they? What do you think? How could they stop this oh. development? Oh my gosh! Come on, uh, fix it for us. Ah, uh, please don't ban Pando for this. But what? in my I... opinion, in my opinion, they need to kill the block. I don't like CCP keep advertising Eve as a sandbox or about its big 3,000 people fight or something like that. I was there, the promo videos, right? You remember that? It was not a sandbox anymore. It only rewards people who does those two things I mentioned about. So, well, so what would like, you do? say you need to pay certain amount of tax if you're storing a titan in a cage cell uh, even if it's in your core panther you have to pay for that even if it's in the uh the construction line you have to pay for that right otherwise i don't know doomstorm have a thousand three thousand titans in srp hangar maybe he just Which, knows no answer. I think I don't think they have three thousand titans in the SFP hangar, but well, they're, prepared, I don't know. <laughs> they're prepared to lose a few Theoretically, titans. Theoretically it knows no ends, right? And before you have to put a um super capital construction. Uh it's in the post. It's in the post, right? Player on structures. Which you means you have a hard limits on how That's many supers so you can within one system. Right now it's just my SOTO. Thanks for the sub. I'm willing. For, I'm willing to pay for the uh, manufacturing index tax. Yeah, as long as I'm willing to do that, I can do unlimited yeah. amount of supers in one system. That's I, ridiculous. I agree. So, I made a. I made a post. I never posted it. So I prepared a post about all kinds of stuff, and then also about limitations of citadel. So, first of all limit how many citadels of each kind and size can be in a system constellation or region right and then it's a little bit more complicated obviously but for example have just two keepsters per region or have only so and so many refineries per system or have only so and so many uh, production citadels per um yeah. per constellation or system Stuff like this. And then also, so you would have a limited amount of Sotillos. But also, Sotillos should be limited to, like, you can't just build, like, 5,000 Titans at once. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, everyone can build there. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And If you have uh, two yeah. systems with a Sotillo, you can basically dodge the index at all. Because they only count at the, uh, the beginning of 30 days. If you put 500 Titans in build at one in like in July, and completely shut on the other uh, the other system. You put another five hundred, and the next week in another system, you also get zero tax on that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's 
Yeah. I mean, so people hate on rockers and stuff. And I think rockers, you know, they were too strong to be like at, at the beginning. And they provided obviously the the uh, necessary um uh, material and shit. But at the same time, it's the Satios and the whole infrastructure part of things that made building all these Supers and Titans possible on this level. It made it so easy. You know, that's yeah. the real problem right there. You know, and it's so hard to, like, think about it. Back in the day, you would have to build it in the pause. Then to take over the Super and Titan, people had to warp in in the pod and take it over and all that stuff. It's, like, way more complicated. And then also, that pause had one timer, one strong timer. And in some cases, it didn't even have that, because people fucked up. If you fuck up, you can just lose your Super Titan that's in build right now to a fleet that just kills your pause, in theory. You need a way more DPS to kill that pause, uh, because you know you don't want to sit there for two hours straight. But that kind of made it interesting too. So, yeah, it's a very different way of building Titans now. And that you can see that, yeah. And then also, I think you had a good point with like the Titan um, tax. If you store your Titan, you need to pay a tax. I think that's a that's a great idea. I thought about the, a similar thing with like Titans and Supers um, having requirements to be um, maintained, right? So you have to bring them in for maintenance every now and then, or whatever, and that costs a bit. And if you don't bring them in. They don't die, but you lose some bonuses or whatever, or resists and stuff like this, so they get weaker and weaker. Uh, well, it's way more complicated. The target DD at this point. Say what? Remove the target DD? Yeah. Oh, you think Wait, the target DD is the main problem? I think well, the EHP is the main problem, to be quite honest. They just don't die quick enough. Let them let them kill each other with targeted D's. Like who cares? You know. Maybe yeah, but it's too just oppressive for for dreads. You know, dreads are useless. Uh, 2019 dreads are useless because of those D's. Just hard. What do you think about the um the anti capital bombers? Would that help with the super catalog? Well. I don't know. Like we have to have the details, right? How fast do these bombs travel? How much EHP do they have? That's that's the key factor. I feel like, like if they travel for five minutes straight, by the time uh, like even the Titan is just gonna dodge it, you know. So, um, can yeah. you hit with them? Uh, can they be killed? And if if so, how easy can they be killed? Like all that stuff. So the the heavy bombers. I just hope they do something cool with it, but we'll see. You know, I talked about it before that um, I'm gonna try to like MJD bombs onto targets because they're gonna probably give them not enough EHP so the bombs can be killed by smart bombs and stuff like this. Right. And then, yeah, but also you have it. to spread them out far enough so you can only bring in like five bombs at once, probably like around the five. Maybe six, if you're lucky, seven. Um, with one uh, MGD, um, which is fine, I guess, depending on the DPS they do. And so we don't have any of the numbers, so it's very hard to predict. I think if that's going to be good or bad or nothing in between. Right? 
Yeah. Okay, let's just pray since we doesn't lose his income this time. That they won't. Don't do something dumb this time. <laughs> Which usually I mean, happens. Yeah. Unfortunately, hey, usually happens. Yeah. I can tell you what, that's my prediction. CCP is going to do something dumb at some point. But. Uh, wild consumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's just hope they do like 10 good things before that. Because I think they should be doing stuff that has the potential for you to, you know, fuck up and then uh, end up being something dumb. But that also means there might be possibility to bring real good stuff into the game. Oh yeah, we're still hoping, otherwise why wouldn't you just win ye, right? A lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. And about my my main concern, I mean, we talked about it with um, Blazing Bunny and Doom Bunny. I'm not sure if you guys, uh, if you know them. But I watched the last episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about um, like what's the main issue, and I agree. Still, it's the content creation part. So we need more opportunities for FCs to go out and create content, not just the Titan kind of content. You know what I mean? If there was mm -hmm. more opportunity, you would see less of the big or more of the smaller fights. But at the moment, what are okay. you doing with like, if you have 20, 30 dudes and you want to go roam, you don't do that anymore. But what would you do? What would, you, what would your, your best bet be? What do you think? Well, if I have only 30 views, I'd just go blobs. Maybe that's the best chance. Yeah, but I mean... We're back to wasting people's time, in my opinion, because you sit, you're going to be sitting on blobs, hunters are zooming around, and you're not going to get lucky every day. You know? Yeah. So, like, I, I remember you, someone, is that Blazing Bonnie suggested that, like, instance fleet PvP? I remember <sighs> someone said, we already have a uh, track levy and, you know, the Ambassador PvP, there's only one-on-one -on -one solo. Why don't we have a team solo PvP, bro? Okay. Oh, I don't know. You know, I suggested an, an, a new play experience as an instant or an extended new, new play experience, I should say. As instant, but uh, like instanced. But I think for fleet PvP, please don't. Because that takes so much out of the game. I already don't like, like, not every FC likes the. Arranged fight you're talking about? Arranged fights, exactly. I don't like that <laughs> shit. I don't do it. it it's dumb. Just yeah. Dumb. You know, it, it waters it down. Like, we might as well just... Like, it's like one-on-one -on -one in the sun. Yeah, I get it. You know, if it's funny and a part, it's part of the story, it is one-on-one in -on -one the sun. There's something to it. But to then say, like, oh yeah, let's meet tomorrow at this time. As you bring a hundred, I bring a hundred. It's just... You know, nobody likes to get blobbed, but I'd rather get blobbed and, you know... That has more to it than just like an arranged fight on the sun or something. It's just not my thing. And I think the instanced uh, PvP part, that would just be like Alliance Tournament style. You know what I mean? And then you're gonna have like very specialized groups. Let's say 10 groups that can do it, that are really good at it, that do it 24-7. And the other guys, they come in and they get their fucking ass beat every single time. That's not gonna be very fun for them. 
and then what all these other groups the 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 guys that are in the instance pvp then they're not out roaming creating content they're just queuing up and then fighting each other but it's pointless like for what you know you can't catch them off guard you can't blob them which you know people might disagree with but that's very much a part of the game you know you can outplay them with numbers too or you can catch them and then catch them with their pants off and you know it makes it interesting for them too so i think instance pvp for fleets that wouldn't be good i don't know it just sounds too thrill for me to think about it yeah uh, maybe uh, like a like a rank it yeah a rank it team QP stuff might be good yeah nah you know what? i don't no, i believe ccp is so they need to hire more people they've been constantly losing they need to clone rise So, and so you said it again, they need to um, hire more people and then what? Right, and maybe like bring some fresh plots from other gaming companies instead of losing talents to other companies, right? Because that's what we're seeing for the last few years. Pretty sad. I think they tried. Uh, it's, it's probably very hard to get good people. It's not easy. I mean, there's a lot of competition there. It's not easy to get good people and then for an old, old, old MOT, uh, I mean, um, it's old, it's probably the oldest, all the uh, MMOs, so, yeah, I agree, if I was a good dev, like, I have some real talent and, like, I'm really good at it and my name is out there, I'm not sure if I would join an, an old MMO. I would join something new, and I think they're, they're doing something new. Um, probably Project Nova kind of thing, I don't know. So, if you would join CCP, you would join it for something new and not join that old game and try to improve on it. Yeah. I think the best, the best area where they can look for good talent that is willing to put in like some real uh, effort is within the game probably what it is that's why he, like rises there so he's doing a good job not always sometimes he disappoints but you mean uh, out of the former out of the former player base yeah oh, out of the current player base too yeah i agree it's a good step they allow the developed people to like publicly play the game right i think it's a yeah. huge a huge improvement yeah it's a good step definitely but like then you have to ask the question like so CCP employee one two three is joining fraternity, right? Oh, yeah. He or she is yeah. just gonna join as a Oh no 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 no. Are you thinking now they they're trying to catch you or something? I don't think that's what's happening. They might though. Right. But, like the T2 BPO scandal basically stopped them buying their fleets for many, many years and yeah, I mean, there's going to be a, like, some dev is going to fuck up. The human beings, someone's going to fuck up. But at this point, like, we have to live with that. Like, whatever he's doing or she's doing, it is what it is. But what I was trying to say is, like, so 
CCP employee 123 is joining your lines. But it's only one thing to be a line member 123. Or are they ever going to aim to be an FC, for example? Be like what it's like to have the responsibility to actually create that content. Uh, the, con the very content that keeps their game alive, in my opinion. Uh, is there going to be any dev that tries to FC? And I, I is there any so dev that's going to succeed? I don't, I don't see that happening, to be quite honest. In general, they, they're not so very good at the game. They're yeah, exactly. So, long. so they're going to see one very limited side of the Nullsec, a blob um, hmm. like perspective. They're not going to go very deep. They can't have any leadership positions, which is a big part of the game, too. For a lot of people, that's, that's why you company. have CSM for, right? Yeah, 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 but are they listening enough to the CSM? And how many FCs are on the CSM? I think there's Vili on there. Uh, yeah. yeah so Vili is on there. That's basically it. Isn't it? Right, right you're right. So... You know, and then Vili. Uh, I don't, I don't hate the guy or anything, but he is like he is himself. You know what I mean? Like he, he's not the most so open-minded uh, discussion-wise. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't wanna. That, that sounds right. bad. Oh, Vili is a good dude. Like I'm not saying Vili, Vili is a bad guy. I'm, I'm saying, like he has his opinion. And then who's going to be there to challenge that on the CSM? So he's not going to be listening to Aerith on FC matters. You know what I mean? No. If no. Willy says no, FC I, I thing is, is ABC, there's not going to anyone on the CSM is going to step in and say, like, actually, I think you're talking shit, and this is actually what how it is. I think he has, like... And then he has his opinion, and it's going to be that like there's nobody there there's no discussion going on or anything like none of the csm or ccp guys can then change his mind i believe thanks for the uh, sub hoffman well, maybe oh, next year up. we're sending next year we're sending you to ccp allows there will be actually some competition going on in csm chair yeah willy is that actually willy's uh willy's I think so. that, that's his Python account Will you want to come on? <laughs> defend, defend your honor. I hope I didn't fucking uh, uh, insult you too much here. Yeah. That wasn't my, wasn't my goal. Uh, Willie changed that citadel. Willie changed that citadel spam for me. That I would be appreciated. Willie, thank you. He did what? Right. So CP doesn't allow. Um, a small or like a medium structure anchor in the hostile system with the ADM mm. of 4.0 about right? And after I heard about this change, I immediately went for my CSM, right, which is pretty at this point, and asked him, well, did you advocate for this change? And he was like, yes, we found it's very broken during the war, so we decided to patch it out. Oh, did they use it a lot? Oh wow, dude! Two hundred and fifty citadels in Vitorin, man. See, I think should we get Vili on here? 
but if you want to join you can you can just hop on the discord and uh, I'll give you rights and then you can just join the channel um where were we wait a second CSM and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. the CCP's um, perspective itself is going to be very limited I mean um, what else do you think they can put there's no other channels for them to actually listening and monitoring the changes right um yeah i mean it's a better perspective now than it was before it's not going to be the game changer some people think it is though That's all i'm saying probably well you already got the rights someone already gave it to you so if you want to jump in Willy, you can do that unless oh, uh, unless unless noras wants uh don't doesn't want him no <laughs> no no <laughs> Hey, what's up? And for those, maybe I should introduce you quickly. Vili is, I think, um, with PGL together, the leader of test, maybe a little bit more, because uh, I think Progot Legend is not as active. Um, unless it's uh, about gambling, yeah, then he's very yeah. active suddenly. <laughs> he was in gas today. Yeah. But yeah, so Vili, leader of test, uh, rider of dinosaurs. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Just listening to a good show. All right. You, you and my buddy Norris, you know, having a good time. <laughs> hey, I haven't heard you for a while. Really Taking a break. Whenever I have to wake up at 6 a.m. every morning to deal with your bullshit, it, uh, it, it's a pleasant little vacation. Okay, you can have that. That's your, uh, you deserve it. I know. That's how it goes. Sorry if my mic activates a little bit too easy. Uh, wait, so in that war, Fraternity and Legacy, you weren't that active either, right? You always uh, you, you gave <laughs> most of the FC into um, his name again. What? Seto. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, not really. Uh, I, I mean, Seto did the, a lot of the the what uh, the O five thirty Eve time slot stuff, but. Oh. See, I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I was I was pretty much there for every major battle, aside from the like two a.m. my time stuff. Right. Every time Tess is about to fuck up, we can always see Willie did something weird, and Yoda and I were like, "Okay, he went up." <laughs> but so the CSM thing that I just said, like, would you say it's a little bit? It's a fair assessment that you know when it comes to FC stuff, you're basically the only guy there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the, the the problem is you kind of make the assumption that you know nobody challenges anything when it's well, they challenge you all the time. Everything, sure. whether they know or not, right? Like you know, I I had people, you know, recently challenging you know, a, a, a statements I made on, you know, Citadel mechanics and you, you know, obviously as you can see by the recent patch change, there's been some changes and who knows if there's more or not. But let's say there's there's people challenging you know what I say and how the you know Citadel's operating war who didn't even understand, you know, the the way the timers worked, right? But they're writing, you know, long challenges of, you know, this doesn't work this way, you shouldn't do this. But, and they don't even understand the mechanics, right? So you're always in a position where you have to defend what you're, you're saying. Yeah, and what I try to explain, I know you've got, like, strong opinions, 
and you can get quite uh, heated in an argument. Right? I think you wouldn't sure. deny that. Yeah. And I feel like with just use the only FC on there, it's very hard to challenge it. At, at least I'm sure some people will like ask questions and stuff like this. But no, like, you're you're dead on. Yeah. But you know, maybe it's been good that way. Like, unfortunately, if you have somebody pushing in one direction and most and there isn't a back and forth kind of challenging, uh, you know, where. How do I put this? The CSM doesn't have a, what do you call it? A, used to have a board leader or whatever it is. But at least... Oh, one of the CSM was leading? It's like an organizer for the meetings, I guess. The, the CSM used to have, like, up until, like, 10 or 11, 12, they, had, they used to have, like, the person with the highest votes was, like, the board chairman or some bullshit. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but at least you had somebody pushing the direction in one way or another. And I, I think maybe some of the, I don't want to say dysfunctionality, because I, I know a lot of people that have been in the previous CM systems now, and I know how much they've struggled to get things through. But the back and forth nature of, you know, one group arguing with another group, uh, I think can be counterproductive when you're in a room with people who are looking for guidance, and versus if you at least get, you know, everybody on the same page, and then one person says, let's do this, and nobody's really in a position to challenge that, and there's not a giant amount of dissent, and then it creates a, like, okay, maybe we can get behind this person's idea. Yeah, so... Uh, did you just describe how Legacy works? No, that's not how Legacy works. Legacy, I... Okay. <laughs> well... I see, I see your point. <laughs> so, if you... Um... So you have, let's say, 90% of the FC opinion is you. So you have that power behind you, right? Let's just say it like this. So yeah, you sure. get more shit done. But I would argue it can also, like, it can be positive. I think in your case, you're capable FC, and I'm happier on the CSM to, you know, have that point of view. And I always say it's always best to... In, in any game or anything, really, it's it's better to follow some plan, even if it's not a hundred percent what I would like to see. It's better to follow some plan. Some is plan. Than no plan. Yeah, then no plan at all, and that's true. But at the same time, you would uh, you can also see it as like uh, now there's like a like the FC point of view dictator. You know, you're dictating the point of view of uh, FCs. One hundred percent. And it might work you for this time. Yeah. It might work. So. What I'm trying to uh, to go to is like this time it might work, right? Because you're capable of C and stuff like this. But the CSM, that's a popularity contest, really. And so the next guy, he might just call himself the FC guy, but he might not be capable, or he might not know much, and then suddenly pushes the wrong things, right? It's like a dictator in a in a country, right? You might just get away with it for a long time, but then his son gets. Uh, Gets the no, power. I, I don't disagree, and that's you know, yeah. maybe I'm the what do you call it, the fucking chosen one, Lord of the Rings guy. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, you're the chosen like, one, Billy. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> but, next uh, year, let's focus on. You know, yeah, I'm talking. But uh, I don't think... there's been you know, Sorry. CSM's a lot of like, let a lot of like terrible fucking shit get through, and oh. you know, it, it's uh, you know. Uh, Maybe that singular strong voice is what was needed. I don't know, uh, but certainly we we've pushed CCP into a better 
position so that they're in a position to take our feedback and utilize it a little better. I, I don't know what the perfect answer is. I don't know how much of the success this CSM has had is based on me or the timing or what, but certainly um, we're, we're making progress at, at a pace that is, I don't want to say unprecedented, but it's very, very good. And I, I like the way we're going and hopefully uh, there'll be more good stuff to come. But yeah, totally. like this term CSM has done a lot more than the last one. I agree with that. But I just don't think we have put enough efforts, the line members, the voters, put enough efforts to put the correct people in. Like we all we always get someone the alliance leaders tell us, Well, this is your this is your voting ballots. Like well, I, I mean that. when you look at it you have usually the leaders like well, test for example, last year we were going to put Creature on, who's one of our super cap FCs, and he was a decent guy. But Creature had gotten mad at somebody in a safe spot and called him an N-word, and that meant that Creature's run was over, and we found it halfway through. So we didn't get a chance to replace him last year. Well, the and timing was suspiciously on point. Yes, the timing was yeah, suspiciously yeah. on point. I, I remember that one. Again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> suffice to say, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of spots that are, are really per se open. You know, goons are always, you know, in the current mechanics are probably always going to have pretty much three guaranteed spots. Uh, high sec is usually got one spot. You always will get two. What's it? You guys will always get two, right? Well, we got Don. This is the first time we've ever had even one. So saying we'll always have two seems. Uh, yeah, crazy. unless but you as get. As we're organized, I mean, we should be able to get. Yeah, right? just number based. But that's how the CSM voting works. Because the right. like even if your number one candidate gets voted, the, the votes still trickled uh, trickle down. And that's the problem. Right. So it's so easy for big groups to make like a hundred percent efficient use of all the votes you have. Yeah, that's the, the trickle down system is uh it should not trickle down if you Yeah, it should trickle down if your candidate is not getting elected. Then it should trickle down to the next guy. But if yeah. it's getting elected, you should be happy. Your number one candidate is on there. Boom, done. Next. And not just oh yeah. well we only need well, we 50, actually came, votes. We actually came like five or six hundred votes away from getting all three of our candidates on. And oh. that was kind of uh, our original goal when we realized you know how weak and the voting was last there. year. Yeah, we actually yeah, voted. only have five people. I mean five candidates can uh, be elected through the system and the other five through maybe other other means or not. Yeah. We actually voted for um, special candidates, like Stitch Kaneland was like a small scaler, and then Exuki. And I'm glad, like, he, Exuki just made it on, I think, just barely. It was a close one. We put actually um, Dunk Dinkle on there on, like, lower rank. Like, obviously, there, wasn't, there wouldn't be any votes trickling down, but because he supported us when the whole ban shit show happened. So, yeah. I feel I don't advertise them enough. I barely know, like, maybe 30% of the CSN show. Well, the thing is, if, um, if the, if the fraternity votes would have went to ELO, ELO would have certainly gotten on. Um, yeah. And that would have knocked out, who was 10th? Uh, can't remember. Well, now, did, uh, I talked to ELO about it. I forgot what he said, though. Did he actually want to go to... I think that was just yeah. trolling now. 
Did he actually? Oh no, he, oh, no actually, yeah, he, he said yeah, yeah. he did all the work. He, he just CCP's like, yeah, you. I don't know exactly what it happened, but I assume it's like you've got too many bands or something similar. Exactly, like, there was something in the way. At the time, I was like, um, his whole take on it was like against botting and stuff. And yeah, that's right. Steve was tenth, so Steve, the high sec candidate, would have been uh, when pushed out, which is unfortunate because it, it's uh, not ideal. Uh, like, I, I, I've heard multiple people talk about like how there should be specific slots allocated to different groups, and my my viewpoint is slowly kind of altered, I guess you could say, over the that. Like, I used to think, oh, that that's a terrible idea, but now I'm more, I'm a little more into the zone where I, I would love if there was like, you know, a war, you know, one wormhole spot guaranteed, a low sec and a no and a high sec spot kind of guaranteed, and then seven other spots where you like just to ensure that you get those. At minimum, like at the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the big groups, you just stop doing this politics shit, and CCP has to change the whole trickle down bullshit. I mean, that's what you have to do, really. Like, if they change that, it will change a lot, I think. And then people have to be worried about, like, hmm, can we actually get three on? Let's go with two to be sure. But, yeah, and then, I, and then you have like a slot empty. When I ran for CSM2, I'm pretty sure I actually would have got on and missed on trickle-down voting, which is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they changed that to, um, to the system, like, how many years ago? Like, a couple of years ago, actually. CSM7 or 8, I think, is around when they changed um, it. Actually, it might have been even later than that. I'm not yeah, sure. I would say it's horrible. But, I don't know. Let's hope they change it at some point. I think they... They have to admit there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Come on. Anyways, you, yeah. Anyways, yeah. you made the comment. I'm closed mind. I don't know if I actually am. I definitely have opinions. Nah. Definitely strong opinions. But it was uh, hard for me to find the right yeah. words. Yeah. And then <laughs> saying the stuff. It's like somebody's like she's in chat. He's like, oh, he's open-minded. He's open-minded. <laughs> Who said it? Like somebody in chat. Your buddy Ron. Well, no, you were you were like he's close-minded. He's you know this and that. Somebody's like in chat. He's like he's there, and you're like, oh yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's, he's open-minded. Uh, that's but that's not what I'm. I was trying to <laughs> like I was trying to communicate the right point, but uh, like how much how am I supposed to say it? Like close-minded? No, like uh, yes, his opinion. Like, yeah, exactly. You, know, you have strong fair. opinions, and you know, you, like listen, you can I, get got... heated in an argument. Like, I, didn't want I mean, I've got more, that. you know, I, I'm the, what is it, longest running, or whatever you want to call it, you know, block FC in the game, right? Like, I, I've, I've been through it all, I've seen all of these wheels turn over and over now, and it's, uh, you know, certainly I have opinions that are not going to be easily changed, um, there, there's no doubt about that, but it's, uh, usually I like to think I have a pretty good view on the way things are, need to be. And I, and I know, you know, you're definitely not a fan of the boost changes, but uh, I can tell you those definitely weren't the way I wanted those to happen. But for sure, it's uh, th there was definitely some, you know, piece that needed to be put in place there. And I don't know exactly what the correct answer was. So, well, what's the direction that you're currently working on after the boost changes, after all this? Like, do you have an agenda? I don't know. Like, I'm not a wizard, you know? So, like, a lot of people... Like Sorry, say again? I mean, do you have something in mind that you want to push through the CSM? 
Uh, I can say yes. There are at least, a, like, it, I don't know. When I started the CSN, I put out a list of, like, 100-plus changes or something. Like, after I got elected, I was like, and I and I think I'm, like, we're, like, I've gotten, like, 30 of them or something in, and just another big pile of them that, that I had nope. just on my, like, throw-together list. But um, certainly, you know, like I can, I can say, definitely say, super and tight and balance is something that is on the radar for me. Okay. Like, you know, Thank there's you. there's no doubt. Like a lot of what you guys have said has been correct here. Like, you come know, on, change sirens. Well, I, I don't know if you were there, but I remember we had the um, like an FC conference in Sorts Discord there, like a year, year and a half. I wasn't. Uh, yeah. And, and like the number one thing everyone came together on, like the number one change everyone agreed to was, you know, Dromi Siren should be one tube, like on super carriers. It would just be the easiest, most effective, simple nerf I could ever imagine. And um, like I, I just remember there was like pure unity among every FC in the game that that was a perfect change. Um, so. Uh, I can confirm that that's true. Well, it's just that part of what breaks Sirens and Drami so much is that you get both of them on a supercarrier. So a supercarrier becomes able to point and web whatever it's shooting at, you know. So, like, there's definitely issues with that. Um, the supercarrier long-range fighters track like fucking frigates for some reason. Um, the heavy bombers, maybe the missiles do a little too much damage, but they're probably actually balanced, the, like, torp bomber one. Yeah, I don't think they're too um, bad. Yeah. Uh, the but the long range ones, like the tracking, is just so fucking insane. It's crazy. Um, obviously, the EHP numbers could be looked at um, once you know uh, if we can ever get fucking shield saves. And don't get me started on that one. Uh, but well, uh, I think shield saves are like one of the least problems we have. Right? Well. Well, you don't tell that to Willie. I know, I know. Okay, I got told three years ago, oh yeah, like, we're, we're putting shield slaves in soon. Okay, I'll start building the shield supercap fleet. Guess what happens next? No shield slaves for years and years and years. And then I finally have the fleet. Still no shield slaves. It, slaves. It's like, come on, boys. What the fuck? Well, you didn't just start building the, super cap, the shield supercap fleet because of shield slaves. Because the promise. To be fair, I did. Like oh, yeah. it, 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 like, you know, when when they put that thing out, I, I expected it would take a year, maybe two, but I figured, you know, at the time we had like ten fucking shield supers, so it wasn't like, you know, whatever. But you know, it was one of those long term, like, yeah, you know, shield saves will come in, and then we'll, you know, be equal to armor supers, and then we'll be rocking the boat. And, uh, <laughs> you know, because shield super supers are better in some situations than armor supers, but Definitely. if you. Uh, if you have shield slaves, then they're really better in that, you know, those kind of niche situations. So it really allows you to take advantage of them. But the thing I mean, is that armor supers in general are just stronger in the, how do I put it? The the kind of everyday situations a lot of the time. I mean, your shield supers or shield titans played a big role in X-47 for us. Because you oh, yeah. had explore at Doomsdays. Yeah. Not everyone does that. The do kind of Fleets. Yeah, and then we could tank EM Thermal while they couldn't, because you guys were there in Shield Supers and Titans. Like, they can't just, you know, give their fits to EM Thermal. They have to tank yep. uh, Explore too. 
Which is huge, obviously. Exactly. We didn't lose a single Titan for a minute because we just completely tanked EM Thermal. And well, and on top of that, it, it, like the the shield Titans and Supers have the deal significantly damage. larger buffer, and at the same time, they also allow you to have shield facts in mass, which you know I think we saved at least one, maybe two of the uh, Imperium Titans that were getting Doomsday volleyed on shield. I think. Oh yeah. So, yeah, you know, there, there's a variety of you know, like almost all of the main advantages of shield shield super caps are in like large fleet situations. I or, think you know, I, I think. Go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to say I think you were the the first guys. Um, so the discussion was always like shield supers and titans. They're too weak. The hardeners are getting getting turned off by newts and stuff. But a lot of people didn't think about like uh, the facts giving cap. You never got to cap that stuff it's, on. It's greater. It's greater. Well, I, stronger. You can, you like, can like long well. before anybody ever tested it, like, you know, this is one of those EFT versus reality kind of things where, like, we did the math and, like, a single Concord cap transfer, which is what we used to back then because uh, we were still in the area where every super used to have double Concord cap uh, capacitor transfers, like, before the, you know, they re redid super carriers. So there was this massive, like, insanely massive supply of Concord capital uh, energy transfers and like the newt to transfer ratio was 18 to 1 so one capital newt was equal to or one capital capacitor transfer conquered one was equal to 18 capital newts like so if you have five faxes you know you're out energy transferring um like 45 or almost 90 dreads or something ridiculous so it's, yep. it's insane like how easy it is to keep a shield supers hardeners online if you're surrounded by facts if you're not, then you're fucking dead. But, you know, one of the big things that most people don't realize is how hard we had to plan in the Battle of ULX to ensure that we weren't in range of Newt Bursts, because Newt Bursts will actually absolutely, like, shrek a fucking Shield Super Fleet because of the, like, the capacitor, um, like, just, like, it will just destroy you, basically. What if, say, I jump in a bunch of suicide armor supers with, like, energy burst and four racks of commutes in front of you like at zero well like how many they will it, it really has too. to be like yeah it really has to be like the entirety of the fleet to be honest like it, it's got to be that con continual like constant pressure of any energy bursts on top of your super cap fleet that's going to do it if yeah. you have like 20 or 30 like and like you know you're still only shooting at one primary and that one primary is going to be able to you know Receive you know, caps, yeah. Receive capacitor okay. transfer just fine. It, right. It's when you have like 200, like, you know, ULX level, there was 200, 300 supers in the fleet. Like 300, 300 energy nuke burst means that a burst, energy nuke burst, if they're going on cycle, is going off every one second of real time because they're five minute cycles. So it, it's uh, like, and, you know, then you obviously factor in the difficulty in trying to aim the things, which is fucking impossible. And then you're in a situation where it's like, it's a little too much. But like Wait, what's impossible to aim? The new thingies? The new burst. Well, th think about it like this. Think about you have a super cap fleet. The new oh, burst, you can definitely aim and hit it, but you can't, like, there's so much spread because the, the blob is such a large um, spherical uh, grouping. Like, you know, a super cap blob will generally be, you know, 40, 50, 60 kilometer diameter, or not diameter, radius? Uh, like, radius, I think, yeah. Like, like yeah. It's just, it just becomes, like, as it jumps in it becomes more and more and more and more and more spread out so and that makes the new burst less and less effective as you get more and more spread out 
Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that plays a big role in those massive fights. But other than that, I mean... Well, I mean, they jumped in first, so it made it insanely easy. <laughs> and we just positioned it like 280. Well, they had to. They were taken. Like, what are you gonna do? But they didn't really have to, to, to be honest. They could have jumped in like 10 super carriers yeah, and they could that's have true. applied pressure. Like, but then we, those 10 super we carriers, they get defanged so quick. Yeah, but there was a ton of different ways they could have done it. We were talking about it for hours before the fight, like all our different like escalation paths and the ways in which we would have to react <laughs> to different situations. Like, oh, what if? What do we do if they drop, you know, twenty dreads? What do we do if they drop ten titans at one hundred and fifty? What do we do if this, you know, because ah. they had all kinds of options, but they just got lazy and were like, okay, let's just jump, drop every titan super carrier, everything we have at, you know, two hundred and ninety kilometers or some like right on the fucking edge of the keeps. Like they were reacting as if the keeps are still had a doomsday in guns. Right, because that's why you always go at range on a keepstar. But the keepstar had no fucking defenses, and it was an unanchored keepstar anyway, Lex. So there, there was no situation where they they needed to give it the range respect that it would normally require. Uh, like yep. to, to me, it was just mind-boggling because they could have literally weird. just jumped in at zero, and then it like changed the dynamic 100%. And then they need to, you know, just use short range, you know, two or three short range what? Titan guns will keep it paused instead of, you know, the long range guns. Wait, what's the thing? It was onlining and you could tether though. So uh, that's the right. big the advantage of a of a Keepstar is the tether. Right, but everybody positions at a Keepstar at range so that you can, you know, be significantly less vulnerable to the guns. That's always the, right? That That's why people go at, you know, 250 plus versus zero. Cause yeah, but... If you're really close, then the newts are super effective, and then the missiles don't have the flight time delay, which gives you, uh, you know, a, it makes the Keepstar significantly less powerful against capitals. That's why everybody goes at It's the doomsday, really. I mean, you just don't want to lose eight faxes every five minutes. I think right, the guns and all no that stuff. It had no guns. It yeah, no exactly. Guns. But the guns are don't they don't matter. But yeah. No, yeah. I was more so saying that they could have you know, it would require less fire to keep it paused as it was killed. Yeah. Now, thinking back, we could just maybe drop a dozen, you know, long range drafts in groups. But at that time it was five different alliances, right? Do you remember that? Five different alliances like teaming up against yeah. you. So the correlation between the top leaderships are, um, I would say, more complicated than you have. Just well, yeah, it, it was a leadership right. count. Yeah, it was a leadership council versus you know a leader, and that right. makes all the difference in the world when you're trying. Coming to back to the dictator here. Huh? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, it's 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 funny though. Like you know, I have my own military background, so I'm comfortable with that. But like, you know, it like in ULX, I was running the show. You know, and there was a loud shouting match between me and Pro God in the middle of it at one point. But uh, you know, it, in the end, I, I made the calls and things worked. Uh, but in X forty seven, I think it was Asher's show or Jay's show. We just, you know, we did our part. You know, you have to learn to lead and you have to learn to, sh you know, sit down, shut that, sit down, shut up, and follow orders at times too, right? You know, if you draw the battle plan, you draw the battle plan. If you don't, like, don't fucking screw up other people's battle plans. Yeah. And they had a great one for X forty seven. So it's one of those things where, you know a lot of independent minds and independent alliances have a lot of good leaders but in the end somebody needs to make the call and you need to kind of go with a plan yeah that's true well nobody was making the battle plan until maybe after in 10 minutes after the fight after we exchanged our first load of dds and the titan destruction actually caused massive lags at the time because they does like omit damage towards the ship surrounded most yeah, of our we jumped titans in were immediately doomsday two titans right off and then the lag right. just like kicked in like level 20. 
Was that still when Titan like, uh, you know, self like when they exploded, they did damage to everything AOE? Yeah, yeah that was that's what we learned. Whoever fires the BD first will have a massive amount advantage. But basically, after 20 minutes, everyone just tends to shut up and let Elo does his thing, organize BDs and such. Back then, there was no plan, right? And you'll see why midway. There was no FC or any kind of coordinators or any kind of leaders among these alliances. It just shows how, I think, well, these organized we were at the point. But it really just better with you, maybe just you and Asher and or Jay. But that's, that's, uh, it's safe to say that there was nobody there with the experience in that group for a fight like that size. Because there wasn't a fight like that before. Like on Keepstar, like Titan versus Titan. Uh, that was well, at mean, the time the first you, time. Who's got a lot of experience? You a lot of experience doing what? There, no. you had triumvirate. Yeah, well, it's fair. But yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not trying to uh, shit on skill you. Right? They're also good guys. No, no, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Honest. Like you've had a variety of really good FCs, but not FCs who are used to two thousand man battle level. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. and then you take take that responsibility. Like so, there's like five groups, and then like who def defines like who's the right guy to make the calls here. So take ah, that responsibility ah, really, really for a fight that's already in motion and probably not the way you like it. And that's 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 tricky. And I remember. Yeah, but but the, it's the, important to remember issue. the most important thing you do with super caps and super cap battles. The number, like the most important decision that's ever made, is how you position your supers before yeah. you ever jump in. Like that is without a doubt the most important factor in shield super cap fights, or not shield super cap, any super cap fight. How you position, how you you know, array your forces because you are so immobile once the fight starts. That positional factor is like everything. Yeah, it's critical. So it, I mean you remember you remember X forty seven. We made like yes. bookmarks, like a bookmark grid. I actually made those bookmarks and every alliance had a certain uh, amount of bookmarks for the numbers and all that stuff and then where where do we yeah, place the faxes and I remember it was when very I got told about it, I was like super impressed. I was like, Oh, this is a really, you know, well laid out like plan and it it was a big contributor to the success of X forty because, you know, it, it was kind of like a if if you can picture like a T in your head, along the top of the T you had all of the Imperium and Legacy Alliances like positioning and on the like the bottom of the T you had, you know, the uh, Panfam forces, and some of them ended up out of range of like half of the battle because they just didn't positionally plan correctly. Yeah, that's weird. But like court issues, but like other groups, we had that too in like leading up to X forty seven. There was I wouldn't call it drama or anything, but you have the typical like a little bit of ego clash. Right? There's several FC teams working together. And then yep. at the time, like from Init point of view, at the time there wasn't um you know I forgot what, what the big issue was to be honest. But we were trying to push um for like a better strategy and stuff like this. And the other guys uh, wanted to just like headshot a keep star or whatever, right? It's like it felt like a, a waste of time at times. And then X forty seven shortly before that, um, we actually got them to uh, to agree and you know get a little bit more organized and all that stuff. 
And a lot of times when you get critical over like someone else's FC team or the FCs, for example, in this case, we got critical about like the way um, the, the, Imperium the Imperiums, yeah. So we got a little bit critical and said like, guys, this is not how we can do this and all that stuff. And a lot of times you can see um, FCs take the, like an aggressive but defensive position, you know? So they defend themselves like, oh, like you're an idiot, no, you're an idiot, and it can all fall apart right there. Like the court stuff can kill an entire effort for a coalition. That fight could have 100%. never happened if egos would have been too big and people fight. And then, for example, that's why I gave Asha credit because um, uh, I think it was Bliss criticizing Asha for certain things. I I wish I could remember exactly what it was, but there were some things that just didn't go well and all that stuff. And Asha didn't go like full blown ego mode and and defend it uh, to the death. But he actually took it in, said, "All right, let's adjust and let's let's sit together and work it out." And so I have to give him the credit there to be um, to be approachable, even though we felt like uh, there was some issues that were coming from that side. But yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I feel like whenever there's a big fight or like a coalition effort in any way, the court stuff, you know. I struggle with that. Well, as I said, there was a shooting match in UALX before the fight between me and Progod. So, like, it, it, it's safe to say that, like, you know, all, all all groups have some of the same. Yeah, it's stressful. There's all well, that stress yeah, and mean, pressure you're, on you're you, and then some you're, dude you're talking comes about along. like half a million dollars worth of, like, EVE players' assets that are going on the field, right? And you're responsible. So, yep. it, it's one of those things where uh, most people don't realize just how crazy that can feel. And Especially when, in some cases, you've worked literally years to get to that point. I mean, some people like surely have too much, uh, too many assets anyway. Like that Vanquisher guy, right? <laughs> I had that on the list somewhere. Yeah, that dude. That dude was awesome. Don't like, even like, get me started. <laughs> I didn't want to. Like, there's but... no doubt in my mind. Middle of the Winter War, he, like him losing those jumped. vanquishers to us was just like massive level, like fucking free morale. So his titan yeah. on top, of <coughs> like on the gates, on top of his devoter. I think, right? It was like, well, oh. it was cloaked. It was a cloaked devoter on the gate, but he jumped on the yeah. He literally signed it onto a gate, like where my Hector was camping. So it was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you can hear my reaction. You know, on that on those comms, I think in the recording, and it's just like hilarious. Yeah, I think like every alliance has an idiot like that. Just not everyone's idiot has vanquishers. Like, I mean, multiple sailor. He's a sailor in navy, so he's pretty much have nowhere to spend his money and no time to play except for maybe half year. Uh, sorry, half month of the year, maybe. So, so he's buying it with Plex. Oh no, is he? So he's not buying it with Plex then? Well, you can't say that, but probably. Yeah, I think so. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, well, let's say panel stream. Alright, alright, alright. Let's not get us all banned here. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. But yeah. No, no. The dude is legit. No, he's yeah. Alright. 
Um, you took his yep. losses and strike. Like that's all you can do. Right. But it's it was quite... certainly good that he had those losses for us. So I'm quite happy with it. It's quite interesting that I can have both of you guys on and you can just you know laugh about it, talk about the story. Well, the, the war is over at this point, and like there wasn't a ton of like ill will in the war as much as like you know you push it up to like level ten as much as you can during the war. But it's one of those things where you're just you know especially afterwards. This is yeah, a game. I think that's already a turn page for me. I don't know about Billy, but it's already over. Yeah, no. I'm not too worried. Oh, that's so cute. Well, as I say, it's a game, right? This is a game. It is. And you know, some people gets, are so like, deeper than vicious, any other though. people can imagine. Oh, absolutely. There's some. Absolutely. There's some people out there, especially some. I mean, certain, not that many, right? I could maybe name one or two that are just like fucking so vicious and they would they would probably show up on your doorstep and stuff like this so there's some some really bad people out there too oh wow no gosh no. <laughs> yeah i mean really what I really hate are those like people who are empty so they constantly have a reason to you know ask shit towards other people because they already have an interest in real life and that's that's not good you're talking about uh, gigax, right? People say free gigax, and I would like—I would be like—I would like to see him back, just for the content. But in the end, that dude went on. Well, here's the thing about gigax. Gigax was great for the people that farmed him, and he was even as an ally, he was a solid ally. Like he, for the most part, um, he, you know. He created lots of opportunity to go save his ass, so you know, lots of good content, even created for his allies to a degree. But the it problem wasn't that bad of an FC though. It was, it was a uh, he was team. an average FC. He was fine. Like he had a lot. He was a lot more charismatic as, as an FC than he was like tactical skill level as an FC. Like he could do the jo the job well, and like he, he, you know, he was willing to put down heavy doctrines and you know take the chances and win or lose and. The problem with a lot of things is that most people are not necessarily willing to take those 50-50 fights. In some cases, they want, you know, 60-40 or 70-30 odds, right? But King X is like, if it's a 40% chance I'll win, I'll take that fight. Fuck it. You know? Yep. We you know, need more of that. Why, why, you know, why are you afraid? Like, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and that, of course, would lead to hilarious whelps, and at the same time, it would lead to, you know, interesting victory. In the end, he got banned because he got pissed off when somebody, like, fucking betrayed him and like just killed all his shit right like wh what judge did is um pretty rough in terms of the scheme of eve uh but and you know he made a comment that was like fucking chop his goddamn hands off do many people you know believe that he was going to go to his house and chop his hands off i don't think so uh, no if, so wait know, a second there's more so i know where you're going with this and I used to be, I used to have the same opinion, saying, like, ah, come on, you have to understand. And I still do understand, if you're, you've, been, you've been building up this alliance, and then this guy comes along and fucks you over like this, and gives it to your worst enemy, and smiles in your face, <laughs> you know, then you say weird shit, probably. I don't know, I probably wouldn't say this kind of stuff, but 
like someone who's saying like oh i'm gonna cut your hands off i mean you could you know lay that out as like that's a typical that that's a normal expression of saying uh you know that's what you what we do over here with like thieves kind of or whatever but so the point was where i changed my opinion was he was warned before for a similar thing where he said oh yeah we're gonna visit this guy and we we're gonna go come over to whatever some place i think in croatia or wherever it was and we uh we know where he lives and we're gonna come over and um visit him you know in a not so nice way and he got warned for that you know, because oh, there was much. yeah and like so if you get warned for exactly that and then to say you're gonna cut someone's hands off that's a combination like that just goes way too far you know and well the thing yeah. you're talking about he was warned for isn't one of those like joke things but like i i've heard of people who have like actually you know went over and ha had a chat with their buddy i guess where it, it's like that's so yeah. dumb. With, with the judge or no not with the judge like just in general like uh eastern european like kind of areas where there's like the community is small enough that you know you can generally have like you will know who you're talking to i guess you could say it'd be the way to say oh uh, that's so weird but like that's the thing though it, like if i if i'm playing eve with my neighbor down the street and they betray me it it doesn't matter if you know i threaten them with physical harm or not they they know that they now have to deal with me in a physical um in a physical world i guess you could say so so the dynamic is already changed by that that proximity um yeah i i'm not, nobody's going to defend you know gigax and say you know you know, it's a good thing to say. I cut, you you want to do that, but I think everybody could acknowledge the the reality of the heat of the moment kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh like you put so much time and work into building things, and then for somebody to just you know pull the carpet out, like I would be furious as well. Yeah. You know, so like, would I do that? Probably not. But like I'd like to think so. But then again, I I said a bad word on uh, the meta show, you know, talking about high when I I got mad about something, right? So. Uh, the, the way uh, the way people react, uh, you know, when they're angry, is not always um, perfect, for sure. So, what do you think? Like, should they have have like GigX banned for like a year? That would have been. Uh... I think uh, five or six months would have been appropriate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, a year or two years max. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's. Like to, yeah, to me, like a six month ban, probably three month ban would have been more than appropriate like that that would have been the harshest harshest non-lifetime ban anybody would ever have gotten but you know as much as i truly hate to say this there is some consideration that should be taken into for who he was within the game right like as terrible as i hate I, like i hate saying that but it, it makes i do kind of believe it to some degree you know gigx was just, know. wasn't just you know random battleship pilot number 22 he was gigx and he was a kind of important member of the community. And just like there are mitigating you know, situ mitigating circumstances in court, there are mitigating circumstances when these kind of decisions should be made, I think. So, like, I disagree, though. Like, you can't make it uh, dependent on who you are. Because then, like, that's what people... Well, you say that, but both you and somebody else were banned, and had you guys both not been, you know, leaders uh, in the initiative... Do you think that situation would have happened as it happened?
No, I think people. I think the only reason CCP looked into this was because they put out a fucking death block about like, oh, look at us banning this U.S. politician. And then they were wrong, and they had to look it up. That had nothing to do with me or Shines. I think at the time CCP didn't even know who me, who I was, or who Shines was. They were like, oh, there's two more guys. There you go. They banned some init guys. <laughs> I don't think they had any idea, and I don't think that made um, any difference anyway. I think the only reason why they revisited it, they put out a death block. Look, we banned someone, and they were wrong. I love how you say that because with your accent, it sounds like death blog, but it's like death blog, and it's <laughs> well, like, it but, but it's kind of like the same thing. Too. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, yeah. it's basically the same thing because it's like, yeah, fuck this guy. He uh, he's cheated the system and used his CSM knowledge to, you know, sell his Moloch. It's like, oh Jesus. If, like no 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 no. Apparently he would tell me, and I would tell Shines to then sell the Moloch. And then buy more titans for it, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. But hey, whatever. I talked about it, like, a few times. Oh, I'm sure. I'm done with it. But hey, they apologized. They, they apologized, like, like several people of them. Even Hilma apologized. So ban on your person or on your account? I say what? Was the ban on your person or on your yeah. uh, like yeah. okay. And my accounts like had issues uh, way after that, because if you get banned, apparently your accounts there's like several layers of like they're just making sure you can't get on forums, you can't get any like you don't have ESI access or anything, right? Yeah, so yeah, it was like I issues. I couldn't get my thingy code for ages, and I thought, didn't I change the email ages ago and stuff? And then I let uh, let these accounts just you know. Um, you know, B. Right. I still have ESI issues. I know, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And anyways, um, yeah. you guys were kind of chatting here, and I just came in to defend my honor. Um, I'll, I'll <laughs> leave you guys to kind of go back to your stuff here. Um, you know, I, I got some other stuff to do, but uh, right. all right. Hey, thanks for dropping in. Cheers, bro. See ya. Yeah, we're approaching the two-hour mark anyway, but. Uh, um, what else did I have on the Maybe list, though? Huh? Too much through the end of the list. Maybe, uh, let me check. Um, so we talked about the Chinese culture. And I always thought it's it's a little different. So you said earlier, though, they're not that different. They're pretty pretty much the same. But I feel like, from the outside at least... They're always a little bit more hardcore and more organized, more like I wouldn't say number based, but kind of it kind of comes across like that. Like, and I'm not talking about fraternity necessarily. I'm talking about like, for example, the VVE guys we're fighting up there. Right. Well, yeah. Those That's guys are a little say. bit fishy, but hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, VVE and AOM, right? They they're pretty much very very organized. At the leadership level, because they got experience, maybe they've been dominating the other server for a few years now, so they know how to manage, how to manage like a gigantic block, how to effectively they have the leadership team working, and the whole team kind of migrates from Serenity and continue to work here. Which is, I think that's the that's the big advantage they have against us. 
because I personally don't have such experience. I've been learning through my defeats, right? My evictions. But they kind of just bring up their whole team. And I have to deal with that. You know, that's actually the, a unique kind of thing um, in general. Like Chinese, like this, these alliances, they already existed. And then, like maybe under a different name, obviously. And then they come over to a new server and they start with zero. Like nobody has any skill points and everything. Like you start with nothing, basically. But yeah. you already know a lot. So it's like, it's so interesting to see, you, you know, those guys arrow? then work themselves That's up so to a spot where they can actually compete. And I think like the AOM guys, they're, they're right there now. They can fly munits and all that stuff. And you see supers and stuff like this. So like they caught up quick. You subscribed to Panda? Holy shit. Thanks That's for the so gifted hot. subs. Hoffman, look back, Ryzak, William, Uncle Spanky. Thanks for the sub CPU. You subscribe to Pando? You're bitter. That's so hot. Or you're bitter? Yep, thanks for the support, guys. Like, much appreciated. And I'm sorry still for, like, last week's, or, you like, actually this Pando? week's, like, Tuesday. That's so hot. It was just not possible. Would you have another show, like, three days later or four days later? Yeah, so, so I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to do the, the Tuesday one, yeah. That's it's not intense. so hot. I enjoyed sitting down talking. <laughs> it's like okay. it's actually easy peasy. Unless, uh, yeah, unless you're sick as fuck. You subscribe to Pando. The greatest. That's so hot. But yeah, you can see the Chinese. Well, despite what kind of approach they have, uh, that might get into the shady gray areas, they actually grow pretty fast. I think the leadership experience does a lot in this regard. Yeah, I think it shows that it's not the hardware you need. You know, you don't need the skill points or the the ISK necessarily as much as you need like experienced leadership and experienced pilots. If you know how to make money, it's not that hard to make money, get some injectors if you need them and stuff like that. You'll catch up quick. Yeah, true. Yeah. But then also they pushed for Munins. Munins got a little bit of a nerf. I don't think it went far enough, but you know. No, they're munins. Uh, they're very limited too. Targeted though. Did they really nerf munins? I don't think that's enough. The, the rate of fire bonus, the tracking bonus. Oh. Yeah, well, I think munins still work though. They can still dominate uh, and like, decide what range you have to fire on. Exactly. And all that stuff, so. Exactly what I think. Yeah. Um, is there any ship type? You would love to see in the game more used or maybe ship type, ship, doctrine, whatever. Um, uh, that's not viable at the moment. T3 hack? T3 hacks? T3 hacks. Yeah. I miss those days. I don't miss that at Final all. Ah, <laughs> uh, That was bad. Like unbreakable shit. Oh. They, they die to battleship pretty fast if you have elites on them. If you have enough battleships, for sure. But battleships die to everything pretty fast. <laughs> well, what else do you think? Should we come back from the matter? I would love to see more battleships, definitely. Okay, yeah. But like we have normal tech one battleship bombers. stuff. Like, I we like the domies. Say that again. Well, I mean, then we should 
probably nerf the AOE damages like bombers and you know. You know, you can you can avoid bombers fairly well, I think. Like if if you spread out a little bit. I definitely I definitely need a ton of laughter, yes. Yeah, I do. It's it's tough to so you don't even have to spread out in an in an orbit of thirty km. Like ten, twenty km, that's already enough. You'll never wipe out an entire battleship fleet because battleships are supposed to be tanky. So if you have enough EHP, you can you can tank a lot of bombs. You're never gonna get enough bombs onto one target at one time um, to kill them. Then right, right. Because yes. yeah, because the area like if like you know what I mean, right? You bomb from six, seven, eight, nine positions. The area where they all overlap is very small, actually. It's not that big. Like the other guys around them, they will all take damage, but they'll not eat the full damage. So, I think bombs. You, yesterday, you didn't see that many bombs. I mean, we were there doing our little thing. But if it was so effective and so uh, strong, people would use it more. I think. Yeah, I I should probably draw some bombers yesterday. That would just end our miseries faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what. In the middle of the fight, I was also like, oh, I don't need this tide I fight, really. But, yeah, has to be done. Sacrifice has to be made. But, yeah, wouldn't you yeah. agree? Take one battleship doctrines and stuff? Take one battleship, yeah. That would be great. Well, maybe, maybe not like pirate battleships or uh, faction, faction battleships there. Uh, Akarios, Nightmares, or. Uh, Nightmare is a bit of OP. Do you agree? Uh, a little bit, yep. I feel like, yep. They're not super OP. I mean, if Stukas were still around, they weren't OP. Because <laughs> I can catch Nightmares <laughs> all day. You don't you don't easily anchor up with shield battleships and, and dodgers. So, but those times are over, sadly. Stukas just punish those mistakes hard. Whenever you catch them, yeah. But my mistakes. point, my point was always they punish mistakes. Like if you if you're not mistakes, if you're not making mistakes, they can't do much. You know, play it right. And you've been flying right. with Elo. He knows how to deal with Stukas. So you you must know like it's not that hard to deal with them. But yeah, let's not go on a rant right now. We've <laughs> talked about that too many times. But All yeah. right. So if they have to buff kind of uh, T1 battleships I hope they can do with more of the EHP part maybe so they can actually uh, stand without facts yeah I mean the travel time has always been an issue and that's kind of fixed now I feel like the warp speed, speed uh, uh, warp speed change was on point so you can travel with them you can do stuff with them um, sure. but yeah. EHP yeah DPS Maybe just too many other good options, uh, better options, like hack the P3s. Um, sorry, uh, uh, what did you just say? I had to sneeze and I was a little I bit mean, strict. There are just too many better options. You have yep. hacks, what else do you need? You have minions already. That's why I don't miss the 
T3 Hex. Because they had so much EHP and the risks were just so crazy. Um, battleships couldn't even compete with that. And then they apply to everything. They deal way, way less damage, but they apply every, every bit of it. So, like, that was bad for the game, the T3s. And now oh, they're in a better yeah, place. Right. They're still strong, though. I mean, you can still fly. You can see, like, me, uh, mid-sized groups like Volta, for example, they're running legions with a little bit of E-War. That's very effective, I think. Uh, very hard yeah. to deal with. And they, obviously, they've got experienced pilots, and they're, like, a tight-knit group and very organized and stuff. So that plays a big role. When they show up, they're not, they're not showing up like with some sloppy setup, you know? If they bring 100 dudes, those 100 dudes, they have exactly what they need and stuff like this, so, you know, very strong. And then people are confused when, like, I, I bet some groups, like, feed into them with, like, 150 Feroxes or so. Of course they do. Like, they have to form within five minutes and then bring whatever, and they bring, like, Feroxes then. Yeah, you're gonna eat shit. Yeah. That's just how it is. But yeah. yeah. I think T3s have their place. I think they're in a decent place. Besides, maybe the Loki's a little too strong. But we can Maybe just a little about towards. Give some love to, uh, yeah, uh, Yeah, I agree. That's a little bit too weak. Take some from the Loki and give it to the Proteus. Probably. That'd be perfect. In general, take some from the armor. I'm a rat. I'm a logi. Uh, well, there will always be that disadvantage, I think. She will always be really strong. Faster. You can cycle it faster, but reps, uh, reps a little bit less. Cause, yeah. Because right now, the logi, armor logi requires a lot more skill than the shield logi. In general. Like, piloting skills, not skill points. Right? Maybe just a rig to lower the cycle time of remote reps. That would already, you know, help. That's a good point, yeah. I did think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the first thing I thought about, but yeah. I think it would also be like I would keep the the traditional like armor has the disadvantage of reps being applied later right, 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 and stuff yeah. like this. So I kinda like that dynamic of things. And then but for being armor tanked, you gain all these mid slots, so you can have more e war and all that stuff. So you know the pros and cons where you have to you know think about stuff. I kind of like that. But yeah. Um, and then also another question I ask every time, and I feel like maybe this is like um, one of the last questions. If anyone has like a really good question you want to ask, uh, put it in chat now. But what I always ask is. Um, the number one issue in the game so we talked about it to a degree earlier and you're probably gonna say titans but i'm gonna ask anyway like what do you think is the number one issue in the game that ccp needs to address and um, how or how would you address it would it be oh, the titans yeah? that's a great question i personally i do not have an answer for the blocks Right. If even if I do, that's that's beyond the normal player level. I think CCP should act, like actively be more aggressive towards the uh, player organization. When it gets too big, it has to be you know some containment from CCP's level. That's what I think. 
Oh, you mean like a hard cap? Like how are you gonna implement that? Like a hard cap no, on you, corp size or a land size? No, maybe not. But you can always create unlimited amount of lines, right? You just have to make this undesirable. Exactly. So you need to create an incentive to actually split up. That's right. Yeah. And not be part of an umbrella. I heard about yeah. the I heard about the anomaly change or a resource resource uh, scarcity change. Yeah. That's coming at the end of the year. Maybe that's good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they've got some good shit coming. I'm actually, I'm I'm gonna invite a CCP rise at some point. I actually told him like at some point like you wanna you wanna come on and we talk about stuff, and he said like yeah, so oh, let's yes. do it some someday. Would be right. would be quite fun to talk to him. Let's, but I'm not gonna invite him unless he brings out some good shit. Like I don't want to be the the bitter guy complaining about the 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 boost changes and no, citadels no, no. or like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Constructive, yeah, exactly. Based on yeah. constructive advice, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, let's hope they bring some really good stuff. Like, I'm trying to be optimistic. I think you are one of the optimistic guys too, even though. You you have seen it before with uh, tranquility, oh not tranquility, serenity, and you you see the pattern. But let's hope uh, yeah. they can stop it. Yeah, and then also, I guess we are two hours eighteen right now. So if you have questions, schnitzel or bratwurst, what do you say, Noros? Schnitzel or bratwurst? What was that? Like, can you do a translate? <laughs> Just pick one. You can't get wrong. You can't be wrong, actually, with it. I'd say Bratwurst. No, no. What does it mean? You have to translate for me. Is that Sch German? Schnitzel is a German. It's like Schnitzel is a German uh, specialty, I guess. Uh, you know, you never heard of a Schnitzel? No. Do I have to Google it right now? Nah, don't worry. It's all good. You can't go wrong with Bratwurst, though. Um, I would say, if nobody has any serious questions, then uh, I would say thanks for doing this. Thanks for joining me today. And um, I hope you guys um, find your new spot. I think that's what you're doing right now. Like, figure out what you want to do after this war. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I hope you guys settle right. down in a good spot, get healthy again. I think you guys are probably still healthy. If you know, like, I think the the morale was never completely broken. No. Uh, well, we are having a good time now. Except yeah. for uh, we need more content, and we're gonna find them somewhere else. Yeah. So, good luck building a little empire, and uh, see ya on the battlefield. Thank you so much, Greenlighting. <laughs> Alright, and then for the guys on stream, thanks for all the subs, thanks for uh, the chit chat, and I'm gonna read that last question in a second, and thanks for the support in general, like I'm always getting like great feedback from you guys, and it means a lot, right? I really enjoy doing this too, which is kind of weird, because it started as a analysis thing, and I watched all my own videos, and then it kind of, I don't know where, where it became like an FC chat thing, but yeah, I kind of like it. 
Um, the analysis, uh, analysis thing about fights and stuff, that's actually coming back. And be ready for that probably next Sunday. So I might just do every Sunday, or I might pick another day. But there's some interesting stuff coming with like other FCs and all that stuff. Um, yeah, thanks for the support, and see you guys on the next one. Bye bye. Bye guys.